0: Welcome to the Social Insights Show, sharing social media industry perspectives. And now, here's your host, Jeff DeHaven. Today's show is brought to you by Social Minton, Michigan's largest social media conference. For more on that, you'll hear about it later in the program. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode of Social Insights Podcast. We are broadcasting, I guess you could say, from Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, California today. I am stoked. To be talking with my buddy Andrew and his wife, Grace, um, so tell us about what is Foxwell Digital. What do you do there
1: yeah, absolutely All of that so Foxwell Digital, we are a social media advisory firm that 's really how we pitch ourselves. Um, we saw kind of a, a gap in the market a couple of years ago when we started doing this that there was a lot of people that you could hire for an hourly thing, right? There's like kind of the high schooler or the college kid that's like, post on my social media, yeah, yeah. figure out Facebook ads. <laughs> um, and then there was the large agency or the larger agency model where there was a high you know, fee level and it was retainer based and it was over a larger commitment of time, so three to six months. And there's a lot of people out there that have experimented with Facebook. They may be spending, you know, 100 or 100,000 and they're experimenting, testing things out and they didn't have somebody that they could turn to and work with um, that was more of an advisor. So, how we really work things is we sometimes just give advice and we train people on Power Editor, we train people on how, what to look for in their ad accounts, um, and then sometimes we actually are the person that runs the ads as well. So sometimes we were like that financial advisor where you give money and then you ask them to invest that money and mm-hmm. um, help you to return whatever you want. More profit, more attendees at a conference or things like that.
2: And while we're interested in all things digital, we really focus primarily on Facebook and Instagram paid
0: advertising. Okay. Now with the advertising, I know and primarily a lot of people listening are maybe smaller businesses and so on, but when they look at that and i i know when i when i talk about it sometimes they're like what what do you mean facebook's no longer free so touch on that briefly and then what instagram is doing with ads as well
1: well i mean you know there's sort of the organic reach is, is piece it, that's down and organic reach being the number of people that see that content without it being paid um, that's down because of the competition being up on facebook and that has been declining for 3 years um, so facebook at this point is definitely not It's something that if you really are a brand and you're putting things out there, you should have at least a small targeted marketing budget and that can be $25 a month um, Mm -hmm. if you do it right. Uh, You know, you should have a little bit of a budget to get things out there to make sure that your, uh, you know, your KPIs are being met properly and things like that. So really at this point, Facebook is kind of a paid medium. Uh, but there are tools and tips and tactics kind of that you can use that you can spend a small amount of money to make sure people see things uh, and make sure that you get it out there in the right way and a lot of people don't even know the little small pieces you can use
2: and really that's where I think one-on-one consultants can be very helpful because even if you have a marketing team or if it's just you yourself having a a real-life conversation with with someone that will say don't waste your money doing this move beyond the boost post, here's how. It's really not that tricky or challenging when you actually spend a little bit of time thinking. And Facebook has those tools too. They have tutorials, they have videos, they try to do their best at it, but Facebook is a constantly changing platform. They have a billion plus users that they have to stay relevant to every day. They also have shareholders that they have to stay very relevant and profitable (laughs) to every day. So um, I think that's where consultants can be very helpful. And this is coming from two people, Andrew and I, who worked at large companies who hated consultants. So (laughs) we, we try to be as mindful of that reality while also remaining as true and authentic to ourselves and our clients as we can possibly
0: be. So speaking of the Boost Pulse, and and that's where a lot of businesses start, What would you say would be the proper way to start if you've never done Facebook ads at all?
1: You know, the thing I find really fun when people have never done any Facebook advertising is within, if you go into the Facebook ads manager, which is at facebook.com backslash ads backslash Mm -hmm. manage. If you go into the Facebook ads manager, there is a a section under audiences that's called saved target audiences. And uh, saved target audiences are a way to... Give experiment with audiences on Facebook that allow you to see kind of what 's available what 's out there and uh, and to do it without launching an actual advertisement so it's a so you know you if you 've heard about the power of of targeting or you 've heard about the you know kind of the you know what makes facebook a lot of money is the is the targeting you have and and the power of what facebook can do there so that's a way to sort of Um, Get people interested and and play around without actually launching any advertisements Um, The other thing that I think is really fun with advertising on Facebook If you've never done it before is to go into the ads manager and hit the create ad button And then just don't launch the ad go through the process of creation Go through what they call the create flow and see what that's like see what questions you're being asked and with it. Exactly, and you know, within Facebook, there's all these within it. There's all these little things you'll see. It'll say you know bid, or it'll say targeting, or it'll say demographics, and any of that stuff you can take and just pop into Google and search that and see what is this? How, what? What's and there's guarantee yeah. there's blog posts written about that. So that's one thing that you can side start to do your own exploring and I think becomes really valuable.
2: And I think there's really, and this may sound really cliche or cheesy, but there really is no one-size-fits-all for a Facebook ad strategy. It really totally depends on your goal, as Andrew hinted at earlier. If you're a nonprofit and you're running a really short, you know, very timely fundraising campaign, for example. If you are promoting an event that you really want max capacity at, um, if you're a promoter um, if you are an e-commerce brand and you are selling products on your website, yeah. so what is your website conversion at? Like those are very distinct, different goals. Or if you are a, per, you know, a personality or a public speaker and you just want people to sign up for your
0: course or your webinar series, that's those are very different um, goals as well. And so I know a lot of people like. This whole Facebook ads things makes my head spin, and and it's just very. It's a very complex thing. It's not something that you can, and, and certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't sit down in an hour and boom, you're you're the pro at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a process. So, looking at that and, and maybe getting somewhat overwhelmed, especially for those who haven't done much with it, where do you say they need to start? Kind of what they should get down first, and then move on from there, and how do you s- suggest like tackling? Learning Facebook ads. Well, I,
1: I think there's people that um, have different. People learn in different ways, yeah. right? So if you're the type of person that enjoys a self-study, um, or a lot of research, or a lot of research, then there are enough Facebook articles out there that are about this, right? That are about there are Facebook help articles on the actual Facebook help section and videos and videos that say, "Here's how you get started," mm-hmm. um, and but if you are a very intellectually curious person and you want to have it be more than that then i think then i think getting into um, you know, more of the John Loomers of the world and going into sort of the advanced piece of advertising is going to be interesting to you. Like when I learn something, for example, I like to go to the people that are like the expert in it and sort of see what I'm actually confused by Mm -hmm. and then start figuring that out and see where it plugs in once I have that kind of baseline knowledge. But another thing that people do is they'll hire, you know, they'll hire someone, um, like us, right? They'll hire, and they'll say, Here's what we've done. We've done a little testing, you know, and can you come in and help but teach us more of this? We want to make, a, you know, a, a decent size investment in it. And we feel like it could be really profitable and helpful for us.
2: Or there's been turnover on their marketing team and they right. feel like they're kind of behind the curve or, you know, What just got rolled out at Facebook's F8 conference and how does that impact what we're doing next year? Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff. So it doesn't have to just be um, this one-time thing. It can be an ongoing quarterly conference call or a meeting or, you know, those kind of really honest, candid conversations that are, this is what changed six months ago. This is where your bidding should be at. This is what we're seeing now. This is where we're seeing your website visitors drop off. Um, and just that kind of honest conversation with with a one-on-one consultant I think can be very very helpful if you have like a small
0: lean team and you don't really just want to waste time doing a bunch of blog reading on your own Right, right. and the thing they're gonna find out is I mean Facebook ads is gonna be the lowest cost of marketing that you can do mm-hmm. compared to a lot of the traditional things mm-hmm. that are around and I know that the question has always been from day one is what's the ROI of social and this certainly makes that kind of black and white for the most part yeah Uh, so can you speak a little bit on the roi or the analytics that you can gain from you know posting things out there and, and knowing what works what doesn't
1: Well, I mean, there's sort of ROI as it's based around content ROI from an organic perspective. So there's ROI, you know, you put something on your Facebook page, you put something out there, and you're measuring within the Facebook analytics what the audience is responding to, and and you're putting more of that out there. And then there's the ROI of, of actually, you know, dollar return on investment of, of saying okay, online um, sales, online sales, or event registrations, or you know whatever it might be that your goal is, Facebook now has a pixel that's basically a pixel's you know set of code you put on your checkout page or your completion page, within whatever you're trying to do, and it allows you to tie that ad to that pixel, uh, to and it, that purchase, to stuff. that purchase, and to yeah, and so I think that really is a, a helpful piece that. Uh, sets facebook apart and it also you know it's different than google analytics google analytics if you have that analytics platform allows you to measure in what's called mostly a direct click conversion so somebody sees an ad on their facebook or their instagram they click on that and then they convert right there whereas in facebook facebook measures in what's called a view and a click through conversion as well so Mm -hmm. if somebody up to 24 hours if they see an ad within 24 hours and go to your website without clicking on that ad they go to your website and buy something facebook's going to take credit for that conversion and i think what's important to differentiate about that is that people are traveling across the web in in different ways right and they're traveling across it in increasingly complex ways so you think about the last time you bought a pair of shoes, right, or something and measuring the ROI. That, you know, is a very complex path to purchase. Um, for me, certainly that's going from seeing it on my phone to then see, getting an email on my laptop and buying it with my lap, on my laptop. And the Facebook pixel is very uniquely positioned to be able to measure that uh, because Facebook A lot, you know, all of us are logged in at all times on desktop um, or on Facebook or on our app, excuse me, on our phone. And they're making
0: that even easier with what they announced at F8.
1: And they're making that even easier. So, you know, that's an important one to consider in terms of measuring that return on investment that it considers a larger swath of people um, and a larger path to conversion. And Facebook's very dedicated and has made this a huge priority of showing the ROI. That's why they're such a big company.
0: And now a word from our sponsor want to keep ahead of your competitors need to master a social platform struggling to measure your roi discover how to improve your social media marketing at social in 2016 brought to you by social media club great lakes bay meet nationally recognized industry leaders experience expert-led sessions Soak up countless tips, new strategies, and enjoy extensive networking opportunities. Taking place at the innovative and leading University of Michigan, don't miss the largest social media conference in the Midwest by securing your ticket today at socialmitten.com. And so looking at, you know, as people are producing ads and, and, and what they need to consider, I know a lot of people get dinged by the, the 20% text rule um, or really knowing, you know, how to design those and, and so on. So what some of the rules that are in place that they need to consider and, and know about prior to rewriting content, designing visuals, and even making an ad?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it when you're getting ready to get started, I think, is understanding. And I always say to people, if you were to give them a piece of paper mailer about your business to uh, your perfect group of customers um, or maybe multiple different groups of customers, what would be on that? What's your brochure? Right? We just listened to Brian Solis talk about websites are still your online brochure and a Facebook ad or any type of ad is a intro or a mini version of that. So you think about it from a creative angle of what photo creative do you have that represents to those groups, you know that connects to that gr- those target groups? Or what a video? What videos do you have? What copy do you have that would is speaking to them in a way that you really feel genuine about
2: and tailored to them.
1: And exactly, and tailored to them. And then I think it's a question of what are the creative things that you are going to do with your Facebook ad that other people are not doing? Mm. So there Facebook has a myriad of, of, you know, ad units we call them, right. That are different types of ads that are purpose. You know, there's one that really is for as, anything you want, right. It's more Gracie talked about earlier. It's more conversions. is it more clicks? Do you want engagement? Um, and so I think there is a, uh, there's an interesting difference between, you know, what you really want and what ad unit you might think you want to use. A lot of users will get up there and they'll boost a post and they'll say, this is great. It's got a ton of comments, but it just didn't drive those sales. Well, that's great that, you know, you might see something and put it out there that had a lot of engagement, but it doesn't have, you know, the component of driving actual sales. So I think it's important when you're getting started to think creatively and make sure that you have, you know, a, a, bucket of things or a collection of creative that can be used, um, both written and visual.
2: And really just start with your end goal. That sounds really cliche, but start with your end goal. Is your end goal to just get more people to watch a video introducing yourself Mm -hmm. or introducing your company? Great. Then you're going to do an ad purely for video views. Is your end goal to sell an e-commerce product? Well, then you're going to link to your website. Is your end goal to get more people to actually sign up and put their email address for your, you know... Webinar or event that you're doing, and you want to target them later. Well, then you're going to be advertising purely for email signups. So it's really not just trying to do it all, but try to be as specific as possible from the outset.
0: And, and like you mentioned, I mean, social and, and ads work hand in hand with your website. So what's some things that they need to have in place on their website, or maybe with lead ads, they can avoid that process from there. But let's let's talk a little bit about that.
1: I mean, the, the first thing that is very important when you're going to start spending money is it's just a mobile experience. If you don't actually separate on Facebook between mobile ads and desktop ads, you, Facebook will spend 90% of that on a mobile device because that's where people are. So you need to make sure if you're going to get ads going that your experience on mobile is something that in five seconds or less people can see it and get it and, and understand what it is you do. So that's really important as you as you get started. I mean, that's one thing that I would say. I mean, I think that's
2: definitely paramount. That, that's
1: that's like I think the the biggest one. Um, and then I, I you know I think it comes down to you know just understanding what type of thing. What are you going to say? I mean, it's it's just having a piece that people miss.
2: I also think just simplifying your website in every way yeah, is always exactly. better. You know, when someone clicks an ad, gets to your website and then is utterly confused on either what to do or what the ad was for or they forgot how they got there or, or forgot distracted. what was even their purpose yeah. was if yeah. there's 15 different fields, if there's all these different prompts, if there's a billion different, you know, videos that they can click on <laughs> or tutorials, you know, try to make it as simple as possible for a first time user. And that's why Andrew and I really work well together because Andrew is an absolute practitioner and I'm always trying to think about the consumer. And so when we work with clients, I'm trying to think about the client's perfect customer not just necessarily what the, how the Facebook ad platform changed that day. So you can think your audience knows a certain thing and you can be proven wrong that they actually don't, or they actually move slower through that sales funnel than you thought, or they move faster through it, or they move in a different way than you thought. Um, so there's always learnings to be had too, I think, on your website. And we talk about that with clients all the time, testing different fields, testing different colors, testing different um, landing
0: pages. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm excited about what they're doing with lead ads, with the forums, and I mean, it always makes sense to do as much as you can on Facebook prior to leaving and going somewhere else. So, For those that aren't familiar with lead ads or don't know uh, the possibilities with that, can you explain a little bit sure. on that? Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, lead ads are the ability for you to uh, capture email addresses or, customer, or potential customer information without ever leaving Facebook. Um, So it's an ad that allows the user to click and then say, yes, submit, and and submit it right on the platform itself. Um, You know, I think lead ads work well for particularly lower funnel conversions, right? So once somebody understands you and they really want, you know, to get to know you. I think they work well there. Other people have, have, in the industry have said, well, I actually think they work really well on the front end, um, but I haven't seen that to be the case. I think once somebody's familiar, you know, they're much more apt to hand over their email address that's a really quality <laughs> lead versus, versus at the that front being end.
2: the first touch might be, for some people, a little off-putting. Yeah, I
1: mean, but the thing that yeah, that's, it's lead ads are a yeah. sort of the ad side of, you know, what Facebook has now walked into with their ad unit called Canvas which is, you know, a a very in-depth and immersive visual experience that happens on the Facebook platform about your product or about your products or even your company experience, whatever that might be. Or you, yeah, whatever that is. And Mm -hmm. so I think canvas if you've not looked at it you can go to canvas.facebook.com and you can look at examples on there of what big brands have done with it Um, and it's an extension of that so I think you know your website is really important and will remain very important um, to send people to if you're doing advertising even though there are these lead ad pieces you know it's the customer is still going to have to interact with your website at some point in the sales funnel especially if you're wanting them to make a sale or you know you want them to sign up for something etc.
0: It's just for, like, collecting quick information for, you know, sure. if they want to send it for or something like that, with it pre-populated from there. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this. I want to make sure we cover this with Facebook owning Instagram and Instagram ads built into Facebook. Talk about handling that and how you determine, um, you know, I know right now Instagram has the higher reach organically, but how you determine, you know, how to handle, you know, what to do on, on Instagram at this point. Well, I think the connection they have.
1: there's now so Instagram ads, you can launch from the Facebook platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are within the Facebook platform. You can select it as a placement. Um, so within Facebook, you have the ability to say desktop, mobile, uh, you know, right hand side on desktop. And now you have the ability to add in Instagram as well. Uh, one thing that is a mistake, I believe that a lot of people have made, and I am also guilty of this. So this is like not me standing on a tower here like <laughs> I've done this, which is launching an ad on Facebook and just saying, yeah, we'll also put that on Instagram. Instagram as a platform, if you're not familiar, it's just so visual, right? And those of you that use it, we know this. It's it's entirely visual and it's very little text. So it's about experiential marketing. And if you're going to do... So what that says is, I mean, if you're going to do ads on Instagram, it's important that you put time and energy into separating out the creative that you use on Instagram, um, to be not salesy and not gimmicky. And you make it into being a genuine, interesting experience that people want to watch, whatever that is about you and you, or your company or brand. So I think, um, that's kind of how that goes. Instagram. It uh, now offers a lot of more options so you can do a 60 second video on Instagram. Um, Instagram, of course, came out with an algorithm now because there's so much content that can be seen on that platform. So I think it's important that when you consider launching ads on Instagram as well, just like we're talking about with Facebook ads, you start with the creative, creative, creativity of, you know, the the audiences of the targeting of the um, copy of the. Uh, images, the video. It's the exact same thing with Instagram. It's it's a separate plan within the same bucket, but you, you need to think of it separately because Instagram itself is something that can be very productive for you if you know how to do it right.
2: I think Instagram also it's important to keep in mind your audiences on Facebook versus Instagram and your audiences, I mean this is a broad brush, but your audiences on Instagram are likely younger, they're likely far more tech savvy, they're likely to make purchases online, they're likely to travel more, they're likely to interact with beautiful content more and less just with product pitches. Mm -hmm. And so they're more interested in actual visual storytelling than they are in just... Bam! Product. Sale. They're much less interested in that. And so, um, as cheesy as that may sound, I think you need to be very aware of the millennial um, kind of sales grouping that Instagram encompasses and and advertise to that group.
1: One thing I think is so interesting too as it relates to this uh, is a little bit higher level in marketing here, but you, Brian Solis just mentioned this, which is. So much of the experience that we watch in in storytelling is it grows over time. So you start and you think about it as a graph. It grows over time. It, you know you curve. You you get more information and then at the end there's sort of a conclusion and like, you know, whatever. At the end of the movie there's a big finale. Whereas as marketers many times we think about it and we say, we're very loud in the beginning and then we say, hey, you know, let's go measure that and it declines in the opposite direction. It shouldn't be like that, right? Our goal is Facebook allows us now to bring people through multiple stages. You know, we were listening to John Loomer yesterday, who is a great resource on Facebook marketing. And John's talking about multi-stages of information going to people. Mm-hmm. That's why John converts really well on his things. And so I think it's not, don't think about it as a one for one, okay? Send them an ad, they go to your website. It's okay, I can send them an ad, they go to the website, to this one page that's really relevant, that, do, that helps them understand one part. And then I send them another ad that does another thing after they've gone to the website. And so this multiple stage... Then I stage, show them an
2: Instagram video. It. I,
1: exactly. It's this multi-stage process that I, that can really help to in your pricing of the ads that Facebook gives you it helps you um, to bring in more quality and can help you suss out a lot of the bad quality right away
2: I also I I think it's always good to keep in mind to kinda get out of that marketer headspace and and just think about generally about what brands you like and follow and who are who are doing this well and who are doing this poorly and why. And be really honest with yourself about that. You know, brands that I love, some of them do this really poorly and I wish they did it better. (laughs) And some brands that I've been introduced to because they do it so awesomely. And so there's this like, there's this backpacking company that Andrew and I, I'll be honest, we are not serious, uh, outdoor sporting people although we wish we, we were more <laughs> um, but we like camping we like hiking etc but the, you know the gear that we get advertised to in such an interesting compelling way I want to actually look more into that $250 leather bag because of their beautiful you know canoeing trip they've taken us through in the boundary waters or Yosemite or whether it may be you know another national park it's, it's interesting it's that storytelling component that Andrew and I have been forced to get better at too.
0: Well, this is awesome. I love getting your guys' insight because you just hit this home, and I feel like we can talk about this all day, and and I would love to, but but I know my time is short. So, Andrew, I know you have a number of different resources, and Foxwell Digital does as well. So what are some of those resources that people can – can uh, utilize as they're looking to do more with this and learn more about this?
2: Sure. We are at foxwelldigital.com. You can reach Andrew or I there. Andrew on Twitter is at Andrew Foxwell, and I'm on Twitter at Gracie Foxwell. Um, And we do, actually, it's kind of interesting. Every month we put out what we call the Foxwell Digital Download, which is just a free, basically, digest of all digital heavy news, and we basically separate the wheat from the chaff as andrew says and basically say what's really important for you and your your business to
0: keep in mind moving forward awesome well thank you so much guys for tuning in if you like what you hear we certainly would appreciate a review on itunes for more information about the show and other episodes go to jeffdehaven.com powered by blue thumb we'll certainly catch you on the next episode this podcast is a production of blue thumb digital For more useful information head over to BlueThumbDigital.com